What's up, college baseball fans? Live college baseball is back. Flow Sports is your home for live and on-demand coverage of the biggest tournaments of the year, including the State Farm College Baseball Showdown, the Round Rock Classic, the Frisco Classic, and the Sanderson Ford Classic, and so much more. Go behind the scenes with exclusive interviews, in-depth tournament previews, and a host of college baseball-focused content. Subscribe today by going to flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. That is F-L-O-Baseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. And when you purchase a Flow Baseball subscription, you'll get access to an entire Flow Sports network of over 25 sports. Don't miss out. Sign up with flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11.7. That's F-L-O baseball.tv forward slash 11.7. We are so excited to have them on as an advertiser and sponsor. Flow Baseball has done so much for us already, and we're really looking forward to having them on in the foreseeable future. Guys, don't miss out. Please go and get a subscription with Flow Baseball to show your support of college baseball today. What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of College Baseball's number one podcast, the 11.7 podcast. We are finished with week one, weekend series number one, and I'm joined here today with Dimitri Curtis, my co-host. Dimitri, what a fun weekend, man. Pretty good, dude. Honestly, like, I expected it to be fun as hell. But that was like that was more than just fun as hell. Yeah, it was like refreshing, like to finally see games being played again. Ten months um, of absence with no college baseball, and I think the biggest takeaway for me this week was how good some of these mid-major teams are, and how good like maybe just the tier above mid-major teams like Xavier and teams like Southeast Missouri, um, Eastern Kentucky. They really proved that like the depth that they got to bring back all their guys from last season another year older, didn't lose anybody to the draft, it's going to help them so much during the rest of the season. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Dodd from Southeast Missouri, like I, I think I – I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but when guys – when guys like mid-major schools have guys that are 10th-round picks, 15th-round rejected draft picks, they're going every time. Every time. They're go. They're leaving. There's they're nothing for them to stay. Other than, you know, your SEC, ACC, some guys, they have a little more um, leverage to come back to the SEC, to the ACC, because they know they can only typically improve their stock unless some terrible thing happens. But those guys are gone every time from the mid-majors. So when those guys come back, knowing they should be in low-A ball this year, it's awesome. I can't wait for regional when they're yeah. Friday night guy. Regionals are going to be regionals eye. are going to be stacked this year because the same four seed that you would see two years ago is going to be you know probably equivalent to what like a three or two seed would be in the past. So those mid majors are going to be so fun to keep up with, and these weekend series where they I don't know they're just going to 
be way more competitive than they w- what they have been in the past. So, um, but we have a great episode planned for you guys here today. We're going to be announcing uh, awards like hitter of the week, pitcher of the week, team of the week, uh, and we're going to talk about some just some key points that we we thought of and saw during this weekend. We were very active on social media, uh, especially Twitter. We were live tweeting pretty much everything. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the uh, State Farm Showdown in Arlington, what we witnessed there through Flow Sports. And, um, you know, there's just some fun moments that occurred that we're going to talk about. So um, personally, I want to give our boy Caleb Pendleton a shout out before we go any further. Freshman from Florida Atlantic University hits two Grand Slams in the same inning. Dimitri, in his first two career at bats. In his first two career at bats. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, the only other guy that in, in the major league history that has had two grand slams in the same inning was Fernando Tatis Sr., not junior. That happened in the 90s sometime. But, dude, first two career at bats. I'm sure he had a little bit of nerves. Uh, I know I did as a first at bat in Division I baseball. Um, I had the same nerves. But to do two grand slams in the same inning in your first two at bats, that is basically impossible. I mean, it's basically impossible. I don't know how it happened. Do you think when he put his head down on the pillow Thursday, Friday night, whatever, the night before, and thought, I just want to, you know, have a good game tomorrow. I just want to, you know, get a couple – make some hard contact, get a couple base hits. Yeah, I just want to help my team win. (laughs) You know how sometimes you have some crazy thoughts. You're like, oh, dude, I want to go three for three with, like, you know, a bomb. Yeah. First college game, I'm so hyped. He did not think, God, I just want to hit two grand slams. Talk about being in the zone. Like, I'm sure that ball looked like a beach ball to him, just locked in. And, and I'm curious to see how he finishes out the season because, I mean, it literally can only go downhill from here. You, you can't go uphill anymore, statistically. I mean, the only thing that I can think that could happen is his confidence is so big now, but he's also in the back of the head thinking, oh, no, like, like I don't, I don't, I want to, I want to keep this going. Now, the fear of losing that streak kind of, I mean, every person's different, but I think, I think he'll be fine. Like I think he'll be, you know, a 275 hitter and right. he's only and only improves himself in there. But I mean, he's got a great swing. I looked at both of his home runs and like the, he's got a good swing. The the swing will play at this level. So um he's a potential freshman of the year candidate uh for college baseball, and uh, we're excited to follow him. Now, there was another big moment that we'll talk about a little bit later, but talk about pure pitching dominance. What Landon Sims did out of the bullpen for Mississippi State in game one of the regular season against Texas was almost just as fascinating to me because he pitched it was literally perfect. Literally almost. perfect. Four innings pitched, no hits, no walks, 10 strikeouts, and 12 batters faced. Struck out 10 out of 12 batters out of the bullpen in like key, uh, key and crucial parts of the game. Middle of the game, kind of bridged the gap. And, and you want to know a funny story, Dimitri? I actually, I have actually played PlayStation with Landon Sims during quarantine. I have a great story about this. I'm playing MLB The Show on PlayStation. This is like mid-March. Oh, dude. Dude, I think I remember that. Yeah, I was telling you about it. And I was like, hey, do you know a pitcher named Landon Sims for Mississippi State? Like, the name sounds familiar. I just played PlayStation with him, talked to, talk to him the whole time. He whooped me, absolutely whooped me in the game. I still remember that, like 12 to 2. And uh, I sent him a couple messages, like followed him on Instagram. He followed me back. And when I saw when I saw him come out of the bullpen, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's my boy right there. You know, that, I played PlayStation with him. He killed me. 
And then it was like inning two, inning three, inning four. I was like, oh my God, this guy is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I might have to hit him up on PlayStation tonight. I mean, we are friends on PlayStation now, so. Um, I will. I will. I don't know if Landon Sam Dijal is listening to this, but I bet he won't beat me. He won't beat you in MLB The Show? No chance. We might have to do a, a Twitch stream. You, our boy Braden Webb from South Carolina and Landon Sims have a little tournament. Braden, Braden Webb is like, he, he thinks he's built different. He won't play with himself on the show, which is That's like true. such a cap. It's so cap. It is. It is. But um, yeah, those were just two two performances that we're going to talk about later in the show for our nominees for hitter of the week and pitcher of the week. But uh, I did just want to start the show with that because, I mean, both of those were unbelievable. And so um, kind of just moving on here. The Speaking of Grand Slam, Parker Shavers is still playing college baseball. Parker Shavers, the All-American, is back again in college baseball. Uh, he missed most of the last season to a, to an injury. I think he dislocated a shoulder or something. I don't remember, but he was out the whole year and uh, came back this year, and he is going to be a huge part of that Coastal Carolina offense. I mean, I think it was a nine-pitch at bat. I don't I don't think – was he out last year? Yeah, he was. Or he missed a lot of time last year because he, he was projected high to go in the draft. Um, yep, yep, yep. He, he, he did redshirt. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, that Coastal Carolina game was fun. I actually watched the last uh, last inning of it. Top of nine, it was tie 3-3. Duke – Duke puts up a four spot, just hitting the ball all over the ballpark. And there was a couple key errors from Coastal. Well, then what happens next? Bottom of the ninth. What is the number one rule, Dimitri, in the bottom of the ninth? Don't walk the leadoff hitter. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the leadoff hitter walks. And then there's a couple base hits. And uh, so it's bases loaded, one out for Parker Chavers, like the last guy that you want up to face. And he works the count full, fouls off a few pitches, and then – threw him a meatball right down the middle and he put that about 500 feet to right field and it was get headers there to it yeah and then so duke had to turn around and play a double header um and coming off of that i mean jesus man that's when you just want to that's when you just want to throw in the towel go and take hit the shower get on the bus and head back home exactly well i think they're actually leading right now like 10 to 8 in the eighth inning so but maybe- i think i think after a game like that you don't want to get on the bus you want to play another one yeah, so if uh, Parker Chavers hits another walk-off home run while we're doing this stream, I'm going to freak out. I mean, he might hit two walk-off homers in the same day, which is not as impressive as two grand slams in the same inning, but very what much. What is more impressive, two grand slams in the same inning or two walk-offs in the same day? Two grand slams in the same inning, and especially your first two at-bats. Like That might be the biggest Honestly, baseball accomplishment. Harder. I mean, it's the biggest baseball accomplishment of all time. It'll never be done again. First two at-bats, two grand slams, same inning. I mean, come on now. It's never going to happen again. I'm going to tell my grandkids about that one day. I'm going to tell my grandkids about that. So, um, but yeah, so I'm also, me and Demetri are both watching this Texas versus Arkansas game going on right now. So we're going to keep you guys updated. If anything cool happens, we might have some real-time reactions during that. But I'm excited for that game as well. Arkansas had a huge comeback win yesterday against Texas Tech and kind of came out of nowhere. I was I felt like Texas Tech kind of handled that game the whole time, and then uh, they might have just left that relief pitcher in there you know, a little bit too night, long. Well, I mean, dude, that was so uncharacteristic from Texas Tech. They threw two wild pitches yeah, um, to give up the go-ahead and then insurance run. But, dude, Christian Franklin hit a ball. I don't know if you were watching. He hit a ball in the ninth. Off, it flew out to the warning track, but the way he just swung and extended yeah. – 
it was that, so big league. That swing will play. That'll play. It was so big league-esque, and flew out to the track. And uh, but I was just like, dude, that that just looks. He struck. I think he had three strikeouts in the game. But yeah, he also like stuff like a, that. Can just what? He roped a single to left. Uh, maybe like an RBI single. Uh, maybe earlier. No, that, that wasn't that wasn't Christian Franklin. You're right. You're right. That was battled. Uh, what's his name? J- Jalen battled. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, um, no, it's uh, but yeah, Franklin. You can just tell he he's so good. He is. The game comes too easy for him, and uh, so that that whole State Farm showdown has been fun to keep up with. I think I've watched ninety percent of those games through Flow Sports. So um, we're through day two almost. Uh, Texas and Arkansas are playing right now as we're recording. And then tomorrow we got another full day of showdowns. Uh, so I think it's going to be, uh, let's see, TCU is playing against Arkansas. Yeah, TCU, Arkansas. I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I'm doing this based off of memory. And then yeah, Texas. T- uh, Ole Miss, Texas. Ole Miss, Texas. TCU, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Yeah, so. And then Bandy's got two games tomorrow. Yeah, so Ole Miss just beat Texas Tech. And so that makes Texas Tech 0-2 in the tournament with both very winnable games. So Mississippi State-Texas Tech is going to be very fun to watch. I, I I think this Texas Tech team is much better than what they're playing right now. But I was about to say. Props to the SEC, man. SEC has really shown up in this in this. Did we, did we argue about whether Texas Tech was going to make Omaha? Probably. I said they weren't. <laughs> I said it's too hard to hey, do it. They're going to peak at the right time. Who cares about February games? No, who catch, cares? Catch but him in it May. still it still matters a little bit. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. But um, yeah, that so that whole that whole showdown's been fun. I'm glad they're doing it this year, and uh, we look forward to keeping up with the games tomorrow as well. Uh, another big thing that I, you know, I really want to talk about is some of the upsets that have occurred, and they're not just minor upsets; they're pretty major upsets. Like like our boys, the uh, South Carolina, or sorry, South or oh my god, I can't speak right now. San Francisco Dons took two out of three from UCLA today, who we had ranked pretty high. And um, San Francisco looks like the real deal. Now, I will say, I didn't watch a single pitch of that game. And that's probably because UCLA is still begging for some streamer money, trying to get enough money to stream their games this year. But uh, I wish I would have been able to watch it because I want to see if the Dons are for real this year. I think they are. Um, I think I think that series spoke more to UCLA not showing up in San Francisco being the better team. Um, from what I saw, yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you take two out of three, where the top five team in the country is a big series win, you have to earn that. But I think, I think UCLA didn't show up more than San Francisco just being the better team. Right. No, I would agree with that. But it's going to be fun keeping up with UCLA this year because you look at their pieces and you look at their players, and they have some top level draft guys playing for them, and. I think they'll eventually get it figured out. I, I imagine they're going to win the Pac-12 this year. Um, but, yeah, so that was one of the upsets. Uh, Xavier Speaking beats of Pac-12. Oh, go ahead. Arizona lost two to um, Ball State. Did they the really? Other team I thought, the other team I thought was going to battle for the Pac-12. Arizona lost two out of three, and they got one more tomorrow, but they lost two out of three to Ball State. Wow. And then – I mean, we got teams like Xavier taking two out of three from Texas A&M. Um, Do you notice then, how quiet – you notice how under the radar and quiet that, yeah, that felt? For sure. Like, nobody was talking about Texas A&M losing the first two games of the year at home. I mean, I mean, Texas A&M was picked to be last in the SEC. Yeah. But that was – it just felt so oddly quiet that Texas A&M got smacked. I mean, they won like 15 nothing today, but 
doesn't matter. You lost the first two. Lost the first two. You better come out and win 15 nothing game three. <laughs> you better. And so kind of just going down like our rankings and talking about each team, uh, Vanderbilt still hasn't played yet. They're starting their season tomorrow. And I think they had a lot of snow issues there. So we'll finally get to see Kumar Rocker on the mound. And we're excited for that. Uh, let's see. So let's. I'm just looking through my notes right now, and it's a bunch of just uh, scribble. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The best series of the weekend, Dimitri, was one that we actually talked about with uh, with Eric Sorensen, but Tulane versus Louisiana Lafayette. That series went three games, all three extra innings, and all three just high, intense moments throughout extra innings, like a lot of scoring. These teams can really play. I expect Tulane to compete in the American Conference uh, at the top, and then I also expect Lafayette to maybe win the Sun Belt this year. Both of those teams could really hit the ball. Oh, great series. I mean, yeah. I mean, the talk of the Twitter Friday night with Tulane smacking that sticker on the wall. By the way, I, I love, love that. that. I, I love, love the it. smacking the sticker. Smack that sticker. We need to make smack that sticker um, T-shirts or something. Oh, I love it. For sure. I love it. So let's kind of move into our, our hitter of the week nominees. Uh, we have three right now, and I do apologize if we left anybody out. It's so hard to like look through 300 teams batting statistics. So we took some suggestions on Twitter and based off the suggestions, we narrowed it down to three. We have Cam Masterman of Louisville who went six for 11 with three homers and six RBIs. Now they played against Bellarmine, which is a new D division one school. And uh, they're a lacrosse school. If you want to get a lacrosse school. <laughs> we got football schools, basketball schools, baseball schools, and then we got lacrosse. Them and Johns Hopkins. That's the only other lacrosse school I know. But so Cam Masterman had a great series. Um, if you guys followed us on Twitter, you saw the home run he hit over the stadium, basically, and it hit a roof that was covered in snow, and the snow just disappeared. It was crazy. It was awesome. Um, and then we have Caleb Pendleton, the freshman from Florida Atlantic, who hit two grand slams in one inning. And then we have Wes Clark, who personally I think deserves the Hitter of the Week award because he went seven for ten, two doubles, three homers, and nine RBIs. The guy was seeing straight beach balls up there. And he's he reminds me a lot of Spencer Torkelson. Just pure power to all fields. His strike zone is like, it looks like Jeff Bagwell's strike zone. Like you have to throw it in the zone and he just tattoos everything. So uh, my was so effortless. His swing was so effortless. It is, man. And he's got the big league swing. Like that's not a college swing there. When he gets in the pro ball, they're not going to adjust his swing at all. They're going to say, hey, that's good to go. Let's go. Let's hit some bombs now. So my my choice for hitter of the week is Wes Clark. I'm gonna let you have your uh, your decision, but personally. no, dude. I mean, I mean, we can both pick Wes Clark, but it's not it's not that fun when you pick the same person. Right. So who are you going with? You gotta give the freshman some love. Give the freshman some love. Pendleton. Love Pendleton, like that never happened. So I'm gonna give him the award. Just because the uniqueness of it, that's what the word is for, for unique performances. Not just best, but unique. And yeah. I think I think big guy deserves it. Okay. So my, my choice is Wes Clark. You're going with Caleb Pendleton. And so since I picked first for hitter of the week, I want you to pick first for pitcher of the week. Since I was a hitter, you're a pitcher. The three nominees for that we got that I liked was Tanner uh, Bibby from Cal State Fullerton. Six innings, one hit, one walk, 11 strikeouts. We have Jordan Wicks from Kansas State who pitched against o Oregon State game one. 
He went seven innings, 10 strikeouts, three hits. And then we have Landon Sims, of course, from Mississippi State going against Texas with those four shutout innings, no hit innings, and 10 strikeouts out of 12 hitters. So who you got for pitcher of the week? I'm going with Jordan Wicks. Um, he, I mean, when you look at competition, you face the dude just, I mean, go look at, go look at what Oregon State did the rest of the weekend. They went 3-2 against Kansas State. They lost, so they put up two against Kansas State. They won 14 to one against New Mexico. Then they won 20 to four today against Gonzaga. So That's they put a up 34 point. runs the next two days. Jordan Wicks went out there. And by the way, we talked about it with uh, Kendall with Rogers, Stitchhead, uh, with Eric, no, with Sorensen about Abel, Abel coming back. Yeah. They had a nice little pitcher duel there um, for the first couple innings with Wicks, seven shutout with 10 strikeouts against Oregon State. You can have my pitcher of the week award. His draft stock shot through the roof after that performance. So good for him. Uh, so since you're taking Jordan Wicks, I have to take Landon Sims, Sims with this one. Four innings pitched, 10 strikeouts out of 12 hitters. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Pretty good. I mean, good. that doesn't take away anything from just because I picked Jordan Wicks doesn't mean Landon Sims outing wasn't good. Right. No, it was, it was definitely great. So – um, congrats to those four guys. We're going to make a little graphic or something. I'm sure post it on Twitter and, uh, and we'll go from there, but then we're going to move on to team of the week. Now, now team of the week, isn't someone who's just going three and O and beating some cupcake schedule. Um, we wanted to pick a team of the week that kind of came out of nowhere that not a lot of people were expecting to win a series, a big series. So my team of the week is the San Francisco Dons coming in, going to UCLA Beating them Friday night and then Sunday in the rubber match showed me a lot about that team. And uh, so I think they deserve the uh, the team of the week this, uh, this week. You know what's crazy? Not once all week, not once in our podcast, not once did I ever look at UCLA and San Francisco and say, oh, that should be a good weekend series, you know. Yeah, they, you're expecting like blowouts. It was, it was just like uh, UCLA might have a tough, you know, because Saturday game to usually a close one. You know, Friday night, Friday night stud, yeah. big school usually wins it pretty easily. Saturday is usually your low scoring or high scoring, usually low scoring, middle, whatever, close games. And then Sunday, after about the first five, six innings, it's just out of hand because the better team had the deeper pitching staff. They just, they, just, they run away with it. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. San Francisco went against all those things in one, one first two. Or no, no, so they, they, they went, yeah, they split, and then Sunday they came out and won. So, yeah. um, I think yeah. I have an idea who your team of the week is going to be, but I'm gonna let you. I mean, talk it's 100 no doubt. I mean, I think you saw D1 baseball and our picks. Only one person I saw picked Miami, and we thought Miami was dead after Friday night. I said it. I said, I said, Miami, Florida is Miami's daddy, and that was me speaking as a fan, as a personal fan. <laughs> I was pissed because every year it's Miami's got a good team. My, we know Miami's got a good team, but as soon as they play Florida, they don't want to do anything right. They don't want to do anything they right. They just fall it's apart. It's the, it's the errors. Alex Torrell took a ball right down the middle with runners on second and third strikeout looking. And it's just like, here we go. The same bullshit again. Yeah. Every damn year. And no, not one person picked Miami. And my, guess who won the series? Miami. 
Miami won the series uh, after Friday night. G- the thing is, Gino is different than Jim Morris. He coaches different. He's more of a player's coach. He's more vibes with the players better. And you can just tell the way they the way they were playing. They just had more care carefree energy. Yeah. So they didn't fun, give a shit that they lost Friday. Fun fact for you, Dimitri. Uh, I actually still have an email in my inbox from Gino Damari. Uh, back when I was in junior college, I had an unbelievable first two weeks of the season. And uh, <laughs> Gino Damari, I guess, came out to one of those games and saw me play and uh, sent me an email like, uh, hey, will you fill this out? And uh, maybe we can get you on campus sometime. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like Miami, awesome. And now that was back when he was like the recruiting coordinator in like 2015. And now he's the head coach over there. And I'm like, oh, dang, dude. I wish I would have built a connection with him, you know? But hey, it is what it is. But no, Miami, um, they came back Saturday. They were down 5 nothing in the first. So when I saw that, I said, oh, shit, here we go. Another sweep. This right. is us over. Th- throwing the towel, so over. Take it easy on And all of a sudden, it was inching back, inching back, and then three in the ninth, tied it up, won an extra. Um, then today, they beat their ass. Yeah, they, they did. Single-handedly I mean, beat their ass. I mean, Florida kind of came back a little bit. But, yeah, so we have some we have some issues now because between Texas Tech, UCLA, and um, Florida, like three of our top four teams there, they have combined six losses. <laughs> Not good. Um, you know what? Honestly, just off the top of my head, Vandy hasn't played a game yet, but that's probably your new number one. I would say so, yeah. And then it gets a little messy from there, but this is our first true real ranking. Now, if Ole Miss comes out tomorrow and Ole Miss beats Texas, start the season 3-0, and 19 game win streak. They're 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 number two, number two or number three team in the country. I agree with that. I think you instantly shoot them to number two or three, um, and I think they deserve it. 19 straight wins going or 18 straight wins going back to last season. They were they were what the number three team in the country before before Corona hit. Right. Yeah, they were. They were, and then I mean Louisville. I mean, I think you got to put Ole Miss in front of Louisville just based off week one. Now Louisville was the last team to beat Ole Miss. Remember opening day last year when Reed Detmer shoved. Yep. And uh, Doug McKenzie had a pretty good outing, but um, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's no doubt that uh, no doubt that Ole Miss would be the number two team if they come out and win tomorrow. So hey, I don't know if you saw that picture of Ben Wanger and um, did you see that picture of the two Miami players in the dugout? No. You sure? What was it? What was it? Uh, so it's a picture of a player from Miami with the name last name Wong. And then it's oh, Ben Wanger. Ben Wanger is next to him in the dugout. And it goes Long Wanger. Long Wanger. And Ben Wanger was in the lineup hitting for Miami. I'm going back to Miami real quick. And then he got the save on Saturday against Florida, which was sick. Because you know, did you? I don't know if you saw. He's a six-year guy, right? Went to Yale. He started and- his career fall 2015, spring of 16, which is first season at Yale. Trump just got elected. Harambe was killed. Pokemon Go was the real thing. And Chicago Cubs won the World Series this year. That was when he started his college career. Feels like a decade ago, right? No, actually, I'm going to correct you on that. Um, when he started his college career, was actually fall of 2015, and the Cubs didn't win it that year. The Cubs won 16 was when he started his baseball career. But when you said when he got on campus. 
started his baseball career. Ben, All right, come trivia. At me, come at me. Trivia at for me. you. Who won the 2015 World Series? 15? Yeah. 2015. Oh, hold on, hold on. I know exactly who won the 2015. Um, 2015 World Series. They beat the Mets. It was Boston. No, no. Kansas City Royals. Kansas City, yep. 2014, they lost in the ALCS. 2015, they won it all. No, 2014, yep. they, they lost to the Giants in the World Series. Yep, yep. Uh, that's what I meant, in the World Series. Gotcha. And then 2016, the Indians and the Cubs. You're right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, there was a couple six-year guys that um, stepped up, and we'd love to see it because we're going to be giving away a sixth-year player uh, have we so, found a seventh year yes we did oh my god dimitri we absolutely did um he commented on one of our tweets and i, I can't remember his name but he, there is a seventh year player out from there. mississippi state yes i think so from mississippi state um what's his name i think he keeps every time someone brings it up he's like well seventh guy seventh year guy over here seventh year car car carlisle Co- that- coeter coester is that him Coster- i think it's car- Hold on. It, it, it's Carl. But so while you're looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and just give a shout out to. I got uh, it. I got it. Okay. Who is it? it? Hold on. Yeah. Carlisle. Yep. Car. I don't know how to say his name. Carlisle. I think it's Carlisle Coestler. 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 Okay. Seventh year from Mississippi State. That's crazy. Has he been there all seven years? Do you know that? you're throwing out heavy questions. You look that up. I'm going to give my boy Taylor Lobus a shout out from the Mercer bears. Sixth year guy. He was actually a freshman when I got to Mercer, um, back in my junior year after transferring from junior college, he was a freshman, great guy of the bullpen for us. Then ended up having to get two rotator cuff surgeries and, uh, on both arms, one on each arm. And so he came out Tommy John and Tommy John. So he, um, he came out on Saturday for Mercer as a starter, six-year guy, went, I think, six innings, 11 strikeouts, no runs. I mean, that's big time. He was just a man amongst boys out there. So shout-out to Taylor Lobos. And also, shout-out to the whole Mercer Bears pitching staff. Uh, for those that are new listeners, me and Dimitri both played for Mercer, uh, both played with Kyle Lewis. And um, so Mercer actually went 20, 27 innings, zero runs allowed as a pitching staff. So a 0-0-0 ERA. Shout out to Coach Shade, who recruited both of you us. You know, Daddy Shade, happy about that one. Oh, Daddy Shade's already texted me. He said, uh, do you think there's a chance that the Mercer Bears lead the uh, country in ERA? And I said, let me check my I notes real tied. quick. I, I think, think they're tied. They might be, but yeah. Shout out to them. Um, they had their series canceled the day before it was supposed to start with North Alabama. So they called up Jackson State, who shout out to them for making that bus trip on short notice. And, I bet uh, Deion Sanders didn't come with him. Yeah, Deion Sanders was actually coaching Speaking a football Speaking of Deion, game. he was coaching he a football game. Win. He did. He got his first win today. Uh, so back to Carlisle. Dude, I feel so bad butchering just, the hell out of this name. Just just give him a nickname. Let's give him a nickname Carlisle. right now. I'm going to say Carlisle. 2016 Hines Community College was his fresher freshman season. So 2015 was his first college baseball season. Oh my gosh. Red shirt, 2016 Heinz Community College, 2017 Southeastern Louisiana, 2018 Southeastern Louisiana, 19 senior year Southeastern. And then he uh, 
transferred to Mississippi State for the 2020 season. Wow. He, let's see, if he, let's just say he was 18, the guy 25 now, right? At least, yeah. He's like my age. Oh my God, 2015 was his freshman year. That was my last year of college baseball. Good for him, man. Keep oh him- my God. So this guy is still playing and he, he would have been on my team. Keep <laughs> keep it going, man. Keep it going. Don't hang That's it up. That's the yet. only one we know of, right? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would imagine it. He's the only one, but that we know of, right? Well, so, uh, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the listeners a, just a quick update where we're at in the uh, in the Texas versus Arkansas game. Let me see what we got here. Live reactions right now. It looks like it's in between innings right now. Yep, a lot of horns down going on in the stands. I can't believe I still can't believe they made that illegal. So stupid. Yeah, but dude, shout out to the fans that showed up to the uh, State Farm Showdown in Arlington. Most of these games have been pretty packed. I mean, especially with the COVID regulations. I mean, there would be twice as many fans there if if they allowed it. But yeah, it's a ton of fans there. A lot of support from schools in Mississippi and and Texas and Arkansas. They all showed out. So I mean, that's a great product. I hope they continue to do this um, for the foreseeable future. But Dimitri, one thing that really, this will be the last thing we talk about here on the show. One thing that really ticked me off, I, I turned my TV on at like noon today. It was noon Eastern. There was games already being played, and including, um, including the State Farm Showdown was being played. And I, ESPN was the last channel I had before I turned my TV off. So when I turned it back on, ESPN was on, like the ESPN, and freaking bowling was being shown bowling how is the i mean shout out to flow sports for for televising this state farm showdown they're a great partner of ours and they've treated us right and we love them but espn has got to be able to pick up some of these preseason tournaments man people would love to watch it the ratings would be through the roof and you would be crazy to think that college baseball would not have more watchers than bowling hey don't disrespect bowling those guys are hey those guys are good, but no, I agree. I 100% agree. Why the hell are we showing bowling over? I mean, would they ever show bowling over a college basketball game or college football game? No, no shot. No, no shot. And I guarantee you the interest in college baseball right now is high because it's been a long time since people have played college baseball. I mean, we had MLB last year, but fans in the stand, it's been a long time. It's just such a great product. And, uh, so the last thing we're going to talk about here on the show is we did kind of give we kind of self bragged um, on Saturday night where we took a screenshot of all the impressions we had, and the first week of college baseball we had 1.3 million impressions with in the last game, 28 days, not even including today. Yeah, and so that's not even including today. And we just want to give a shout out to all of our followers on social media, our, our loyal listeners. Our, our listenership has been going up every single episode, so it's great to see that. Um, and we're going to be here with you guys all year. Um, our followers, well, I mean, we, we probably gained 500 followers this week alone. Um, so people are out wanting college baseball. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. And we, we always do like feedback. So if there's anything we could do better for you guys, or if you guys have a great idea, shoot it to us. I mean, we're here to help you guys get free content for college baseball. And um, we're, we're willing to do it. We have fun doing it, so. I will say, though, our Twitter, I can't promise, will be this active every weekend. Right. 
I mean, with the two of us and other things going on, you know, week weekend in in and out, whatever. But opening weekend, you got to sit down and put your put your all your eggs in one basket. You got to. You got to ball out opening weekend. So, um, what what I would like for everybody to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. We need to get our reviews up. Give us five stars if you think we deserve it. If not, be honest. Go ahead and put. One star, two star, whatever it is. No, but. no, no. Put that one star somewhere else. Don't put it on <laughs> Right. But yeah, so we, uh, we'll be here for the rest of the college baseball season, giving you guys free content. If you guys ever have any suggestions, let us know. Uh, but we're pumped, man. It's a great start to the season, and we will be watching all of the games moving forward. So I have to end the podcast real quick. Eric Sorensen went one and three on the picks. Me and you, Bam, we went three and one. Who's the guru expert? Hey, we're the gurus. We're the gurus. We're the new kids on the block, ready to come for people's throats. <laughs> Not really, but... Um, uh, appreciate it. Week one yep. down. Week one down. On to week two. <laughs> <laughs>